Now, your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. What up, yo? Welcome back to the Get You Some Radio Show. I'm your host, Terry Lancaster. Yum, yum, get you some. I'm super excited. Episode 11 of the Get You Some Radio Show. We are start turning the corner. We are in double digits. If you have not subscribed yet, up there, terrylancaster.tv. Head over to terrylancaster.tv and click on the big red button just up above my head there terrylancaster.tv click on the button to subscribe every week we're going to have a subscriber of the week and the subscriber of the week will go home with a copy of my number one bestseller better self-help for the rest of us you can't win if you don't play though terrylancaster.tv head on over there rounding the corner talking about episode 11 of the Get You Some radio show, I have to re-emphasize what the Get You Some is all about. Now, I've had to, I've talked to a couple people and they get you some, we're, we're for salespeople, so they assume the Get You Some is about selling more stuff and making more money, and absolutely, it's about selling more stuff and making more money. Uh, I talked to some guy who, uh, who thought Get You Some meant what it meant when he was 16 and it was about getting laid, And but the Get Show is not about getting laid. It is about getting some, but the sum is three things, health, happiness, and prosperity. And that's my mantra, my personal mantra, what I set out to do each and every day when I wake up, what I tell myself I'm gonna do when I go to bed at night, every night and close my eyes. I'm in the business of creating health, happiness, and prosperity. It's about building a better life, it's about building a better business and mixing the two because you can't have one without the other. It doesn't matter how much money you make if you're miserable, if your kids are miserable, if your spouse is miserable, if your family doesn't know you, if your friends don't like you, money is not going to matter. So it's about health, happiness, and prosperity. And I've done today's the 11th show, and I've got probably another dozen or so episodes that I've recorded the interviews for. So I've done like two dozen interviews for this. And the amazing thing is, I promise everyone, promise everyone that uh, if you watch the show, you're going to leave every episode with one action step. One thing that you can do this week to start creating health, happiness, and prosperity in your life, something to do to improve your business, something to do to improve your life. And I don't know of the 24, I'm going to have to go back and look at the percentages, but, and this has been a, this has been a huge shock to me. Almost every one of the action steps that one of the guests has brought on has been some form of the phrase, you create more health, happiness, and prosperity by giving away health, happiness, and prosperity. You create health, happiness, and prosperity by helping others create health happiness and prosperity. In the words of Zig Ziglar, you can get anything you want out of life if you help enough other people get what they want. If you go in with the idea of providing value without looking for what's in return. Now, like I said, when I was, when I was asking people for action steps, I was thinking, all right, they're going to give me their number one clothes. They're going to give me a foolproof system for clearing out your email basket and making sure that uh, you get stuff done. Uh, but almost without fail, it's been the concept of go in and help others with almost complete disregard for what happens from you. 
provide value and you will receive value in turn, perhaps in ways that, that are unexpected to you. And I was a, I have a dirty little secret. I was watching, I, I love uh, Andy Samberg, who used to be on Saturday Night Live. He's from the, from the Lonely Island videos. He did the on a boat thing. I was just on a cruise a couple weeks ago and we were singing the whole time we were on, on a boat. I got my flippy floppies. You're on the shore making copies. It's, that's the Lonely Island song. But I, uh, I watched a movie just a couple nights ago with, with Andy Samberg in it. And the book was Pop Star. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. And uh, the whole thing was about a guy who had become a member of a boy band and then he left a boy band and he was kind of a jerkwad and, and nobody liked him and his life fell apart. But at the end of it, at the end of it, of course, it's a movie. So he realized that being a jerkwad only gets you so far in life. And he said, you know, an amazing thing. He said, it's just about being a good person. It's just about being a good person and everything else will take care of itself. And that seems to be the theme of almost everyone I talk to. Every action step that a guest gives me on the Get You Some radio show is just be a good person, provide value, provide ways to help other people be helpful, be of value, be of service, and help them create health, happiness, and prosperity in your life. And you will receive health, happiness, and prosperity in return. Today's guest buddy of mine, Sherman Moore from Nashville, Tennessee. He, he talks in this episode, he put on an event here in Nashville for four years. This was, I believe, a monthly event. So every month for four years, he's securing space and he's inviting speakers and he's managing lists and he's getting, he's getting the food for the event and he's uh, providing arranging parking for the event. He does this for four years before he ever asks a thing. He does it for four years before he ever sets up on foot on stage himself to talk about what he does for a living, about how people can give back to him. So, and he says those four years that he spent providing that service, providing that value with no expectation of anything in return, those four years are paying dividends for him to this day, many, many years later, because of the connections that he formed, because of the strength of those bonds that he created by not asking for a single thing, just helping others create health, happiness, and prosperity in their life. So as you go about your business this week, look for ways to help others create health, happiness, and prosperity. And uh, stick around. We'll be back with Sherman Moore right after this. Bye now. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you're struggling to be perfect, hoping for average, and settling for anything less than the life you were born to lead. You can do better, better. Self-help for the rest of us. The groundbreaking new personal development book from Terry Lancaster. Get your free copy today at terrylancaster.com. So you know how in all the commercials they have the fast talking guy at the very end and he gives you all the important information? Well, I'm gonna give you the disclaimer right up front. This book will not make you a millionaire or a movie star. It's not gonna give you six pack abs, and it's not gonna give you gleaming white, perfectly straight teeth. But perfection is overrated. It's a fantasy, and it doesn't exist in nature. What this book will do is give you proven strategies for making your actual life better. You can build a better life, one better decision at a time. Better. Self-help for the rest of us. Get your free copy today at terrylancaster.com.
Get You Some Radio. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Get You Some Radio studio. I'm here today with Sherman Moore. Sherman is a buddy of mine here in Nashville, Tennessee. I've known Sherman for a little while. He is, uh, he is a social butterfly. He knows everybody who is somebody and a lot of people who ain't nobody here in Nashville. So he's, he's well-connected, and he is uh, what people call an influence marketer. Now, I'm not 100% sure what influence marketing means, and that's really why I started the show, so I can have interesting conversations with interesting people about stuff I want to learn about, and I want to know about influencer marketing. So I invited Sherman on the store, and I really got interested in this a few months back, Sherman. We, had, uh, we, we did the Unstuck Conference here in Nashville, and I spoke at the Bridgestone Arena with nine other speakers. And Sherman, Sherman, what he did is he, if, if this was genius, people talk all the time about how they don't have time to create content. I'm not creative. I don't have the tools. I can't write. I can't get in front of the camera. I don't want to do a podcast. I, I just don't know what to do to get involved in this content marketing revolution. But what Sherman did is he sent a, like a five question interview to all 10 of the speakers who were speaking at the Unstuck Conference got the interview back, did a couple of quick edits, and posted one every other day or something on LinkedIn leading up to the conference just, just, just to get connected to those people and just to help spread the word. And I thought, my goodness, why doesn't everyone in the world do that? Sherman, how, what, how did you come up with that? And you've done that for, you've done 200 of those now, I think? Yeah, pretty close. Uh, it was really interesting how that started. Um, it's kind of Gonna, it's going to share a, a more selfish side of me relative to how that started. Uh, two or three years ago, I was reading a post by a great guy here in town who writes for the Tennessean, and he, he had written an article, The Five People You Need to Know When You Come to Nashville. And um, I wasn't on that list. And, of course, that's so silly, you, you know. Right. Nashville is full of some of the most influential people in the world. And I am not one of them. And uh, uh, still, I thought, man, what do I have to do to get on a list like that? Right. So people seek me out. And, uh, and obviously, the, the short answer is you have to add enough value that people seek you. You, you know, that's it in a, in a nutshell. But I thought, you know, if there's anything better than being on a list, it'd be the person who writes the list. Mm -hmm. Because they're the real seat of influence and power. And I started on LinkedIn a series of the top five this, the top five people who are X, the top five people who are that. And, and if you go to my LinkedIn profile, you'll see all those. And they were the top five solopreneurs, the top mm -hmm. five female entrepreneurs, the top five this, that, or the other. And, you know, I discovered, and this is not uh, really rocket science, I discovered that First of all, those people were honored to be included on the list. Right. I didn't tell them they were going to be included on the list because I own the list. Right. And I would share what I shared. And before long, it was very clear I didn't have to do the heavy lift associated with sharing that content. Right. They were doing it on their own behalf. And, uh, and their connections were doing it to lift them up. And uh, so... That's kind of what got that started, and we'll talk a little bit more about Shared Spirits later, but that is now the content strategy in our pre-revenue stage for Shared Spirits. It's for me to feature industry influencers in compelling interviews that let people get to know personalities behind the brands 
Yeah. And uh, I've got people now from all over the country being featured as spirits, wine, and beer industry influencers on our little blog and on our website because they know they don't get a chance to talk about themselves very much. They're always talking about the brand. And right. I don't know about you, Terry, but I'm more interested in dealing with people with brands yeah. when I'm connected to a personal story with the brand. I think that makes all the difference in the world. People want to do business with people. I don't care what business it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a big component of the way you train and teach. And uh, it is candidly uniform no matter what. Mm -hmm. If I knew something about people in the detergent business, I'd likely buy their detergent before mm -hmm. I would just pick up some other brand somewhere. Yeah. People just have to connect. So yeah. we'll do that. You know, I, I, had a, I had a similar story with, with your list. There was a, a list in the car business that came out about four or five years ago of the, of the top 50 most influential people in the car business. And uh, it was people who had all had a clout score above 50, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and at the time, my clout score was 49. And, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I got to get busy on this. I mean, all I had to do is it motivated me just to Joe. I just wanted to get up to 51 just so I could get on that list. And that really what cascaded me into this this whole thing I've been doing over the last the whole social thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so is that what influencer marketing is? So how, how does influencer marketing different? You know, how is that different from just social media marketing or, or content? Marketing? That's, a, that's a really great uh, question. And let me give you a little background as to how I got into the social technology space to begin with. And uh, I call it social technology. Some people call it social media, but I, um, was working for a series of maybe two or three companies that didn't have substantial marketing budgets. Nothing new there, right? Yeah. And uh, they were newer companies, smaller companies. And um, what I did have access to was space, meeting space, great classroom space mm -hmm. and, um, and decent connections. So I took over um, a meetup, an entrepreneur meetup mm -hmm. in middle Tennessee and uh, at the time I took it over, it had about 60 members in it. And um, this was some time ago. And, and I started hosting monthly meetings in that training space. And the secret to that whole success, that, that particular meetup has been transformed into something else. I gave it away a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't have time to focus on that group. Uh, but I did this three consecutive times of meetup. I started a group and would host meetings. I would invite speakers like yourself, like anybody who was willing to come and speak and uh, do a program for the group. And people began to be familiar with the fact that it was consistent. Mm -hmm. The content was worthwhile. Mm -hmm. It was free. And nobody was going to try to sell them anything. Right. I did that literally for four years, Terry, before I gave the first presentation. Really? four years yeah and what that did it laid a foundation for me being connected to some of the most influential people in and around nashville because they showed up to speak and i never asked it for anything except for them to just speak to my group and the group grew and it grew and it grew and now it's probably close to 2000 yeah and uh, another leader of that group runs it and provides the content so I can tell you, Terry, every connection I have, every business I'm in, every client I serve, every partner I have is an outgrowth of social media online being converted to an offline activity. Mm -hmm. So I know you're uh, intermingling the two 
intermingling the two, one without the other, very seldom works. Mm -hmm. There are some people that are able to convert transactions, um, you know, all online without ever having met the parties involved in the transaction. It's very rare. It happens in headhunting. It happens in recruitment. It seldom happens in the space you and I. Well, I, I, in in my in my real world business, in my in my my business, I've been doing for twenty years, and that, that's really what what got me interested in the social stuff. Is that most of my clients are out of town? I've been doing business right. with people in in you know in provinces across Canada and in states across the United States that I've never met, and uh, being being able to work on uh, you know from home and yeah. interact with them. But what I, what I the reason I got attracted to social immediately was because then I could make those relationships a friendlier relationship and less businessy by yeah. talking about business and my, our, my kids and you know what we do hobbies and hockey and the Nashville predators and 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 all that stuff it it it, it made the business relationship as much of a friend relationship which is the reason people want the offline component too because it just is just absolutely real. yeah so let's address your influencer marketing question uh because that's why some people are tuning in mm -hmm. uh, it's obviously is a substantial buzzword. And I think what people need to do is in some degree relax because we've been dealing with influencers our entire lives as professionals. And really, they used to be simply people you knew would advocate on your behalf mm -hmm. because they were excited about your product or service. They'd experience success with you and you couldn't shut them up. Yeah. So they're brand advocates, basically. So uh, we've all been dealing with them forever and ever. What we've done is transitioned that uh, influential customer in your database or that influential prospect into something that we can now leverage based on their online reach. Mm -hmm. So instead of a, a brand focusing on a target market, they focus with influencers on a target user. So it becomes really about an individual. And the best way to explain it is if people were Google influencer marketing right now, they'd see about two and a half million results. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable given the fact it's only a term we've heard about for maybe two years. Right. And um, a lot of these results are driven by companies now that if anybody online's ever done a Facebook ad buy or any type of LinkedIn ad buy or Twitter ad buy or even placed an ad with a service like you did with auto dealers forever. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, you pick a market, you spend some money, you target that market in a fairly granular way, and then that message is broadcast out to whomever. With influencer marketing platforms, what you literally get to do now is go online and choose people with big Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, Facebook accounts, social reach is the term. Mm -hmm. And you get to find out who in that list has interest and expertise and influence in the world you're trying to sell. Right. And then you're basically paying them to write content or review your product or service. Right. To me, it's obviously working. Yeah. Uh, it is not the shared spirits path so much. I'll describe what we do here in a bit. But uh, one of the best platforms I'd suggest people take a, a gander at and maybe even do a demo with because it will quickly explain influencer marketing 
is uh, uh, I'm not advocating, I don't do a subscription of these folks yet, but Neo Reach, N-E-O-R-E-A-C-H. Maybe we can put that in some show notes or anything else that we okay. might include. But NeoReach.com, and what NeoReach has built is a platform that allows you to go in, choose influencers as I described, but in addition to that, you can add your own individuals into the platform. So let's just pretend, Terry, that... Uh, you had a terrific influencer in your world that lived in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. They'd sent you a lot of business. You knew they uh, had great reach. You could literally add them to the platform, the software platform called NeoReach and others like it. Mm-hmm. And you could make your agreement with them. And whatever they did, the metrics would spin up into that platform so you could see what the results were right. of their post, of their sharing, of their writing. Anything you ask them to do that you could measure, the platform delivers measurement of that as well. Yeah. So with influencer marketing, you're literally measuring the activities of individuals and not large market segments. Yeah. The the social reach thing, this is one of the things I tell people that, you know, a lot of people, one, they get caught up in the numbers. How many, how many Instagram followers do I have? How many Twitter followers do I have? And, you know, I tell you that the numbers aren't the most important thing. But they are a thing because I know I noticed for, for me personally, when I hit the magic number of about 10,000 Twitter followers, my phone started ringing. Not my, not my Twitter account. My phone started ringing because people say, oh, he's got 10,000 followers. Maybe we could get him to come do this. Maybe we can ask him to be involved in that. And it's just it, it, the numbers matter from the standpoint that that's when people kind of notice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I hate it, but it's true. Yeah. It is, you know, and that percentage of 10,000 features higher numbers of people that need to know what you do. Right. Uh, if, if you've cultivated the audience in the right way, right? Right. If you, if you're building the right audience and you've got the engagement matters more. Right. So, so for the one-to-one part of it, the, the engagement and, and the interaction that you're doing with them matters, but from the outside people, from the outside looking in, you know, we, we have a, you know, 20 second attention span in the world today and people, people zoom by and they go, you know, okay, here's a guy with this many followers. He must be kind of a big deal. Right. And, and, you know, you really have to um, determine what platform is most appropriate for your influencer reach. And uh, I'm a big LinkedIn guy more than anything else right right now. And um, that is where I'm finding the most significant set of influencers, um, you know, that I can connect with and learn from and engage. Now, that's not the most significant source of influencers for shared spirits, oddly enough, because the spirits, wine and beer business is not necessarily engaged in LinkedIn. Right. Uh, it, it's just not the case. So, so tell us about shared spirits and, and so what that is and then where are you finding your influencers for that? Uh, the, uh, Shared Spirits is a mobile app that people will soon see launched, probably in the, the summer, early fall, perhaps. We're in an angel round right now, raising money, and we released a, an initial version last year. And what Shared Spirits allows people to do is buy, share, and redeem cocktails, wine, and beer from individual restaurants and bars all over the world, all via mobile. Mm-hmm. So if I knew uh, I had a contact, a prospect, somebody I wanted to flirt with if I were single uh, or somebody I wanted to send a thank you to. My sister just got married. So if I wanted to send she and our new husband 
uh, a cocktail for a restaurant down in Pensacola, and there was a bar in that system, our system. I could pick that bar, buy a cocktail, send it to them. They download the app, and the next time they're in the restaurant, they'd be able to redeem that drink. Yeah. So that's our business model in a nutshell. And it's like it, buying someone a drink from across the room from across the world. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, basically ad driven, we can pliantly convert dollars spent by spirits, wine and beer brands into marketing dollars. And we convert those into drink credits. So if they give us uh, $10 to market with, we convert that into a cocktail and, and somebody gets a cocktail and, and what we're targeting to reach the influencer. Let me explain what we do on the influencer side of things. Um, we know how to find people who are influential in the spirits, wine and beer world. We know how to find the bourbon people, the vodka people, the tequila people, the wine people. They kind of raise their hand and make themselves, uh, they make themselves known wherever they are right. because they're passionate about what they do. Yeah. And, uh, and what they love. So in Nashville, for instance, we'll start with uh, 60, 80, maybe 100 people that are influential. It's not about their social reach, the numbers, as you mentioned. It's mm -hmm. about who we know they know. Right. And so bartenders will be a significant mix of our influencers. In our model, influencers get drink credits to share with other people. So if I sent you five drink credits, Terry, you'd get to redeem one, mm -hmm. but you'd have to share four. Right. You don't get to redeem them all on your own phone. You have to share four. So there are two things we think we really know about influencers. And this isn't my research, it's other people's. Influencers, first of all, seek tools that help them become more influential. Okay. That's just human nature, right? And the second thing we know is that influencers, um, there's a, a social science law called homophily. Birds of a feather flock together. Okay. Say, so say, almost, say, say the name of the law again. Homophily. Okay. Homophily. Social science. Birds of a feather flock together. It's, it's, it really means if like I were to send you. Like Yes. Like attracts like. If I were to send you something, just about anything, a drink or otherwise, and you and I aren't heavy drinkers, oddly yeah. enough, we hardly do any. And, um, but if I were to send you something or give you something and ask you to share it, it's almost impossible for you not to share it with someone very much like you. Yeah. Because that's who you know. Yeah. And that's who you hang out with. Well, I had, I, 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 at one point I was a heavy drinker and we actually had a saying amongst my drinker friends that drinkers always find drinkers. And yes. uh, that's, yes, uh, absolutely. So that's, that was the, uh, that was uh, the, the late night hockey crowd version of the Homophily rules. No, no doubt. So <laughs> it, it's, it's interesting in our world, uh, influencer marketing. And, and if there's anything I could say about what I'm sensing is happening in influencer marketing right now, um, I think, the leveraging of people who have big Instagram, big social reach, big, big Twitter accounts. I think it's not extremely authentic. I'm seeing continually increasing stories around people that the brand's disappointed in because they did something stupid, right? Did something wrong. They obviously had no sense of uh, social tact. Um, they weren't really, brand representatives and all the brand was really thinking about was how many people were connected to them. Right. Uh, that is not 
uh, really ju judicious use of, of Instagram or Instagram or social marketing or influencer marketing. And uh, for us, I think influencer marketing really rests on experiences and personal experiences. And you want people to be advocates because they actually loved something that you shared with right. them. Yeah. So in our model, we'll be actually sharing um, what it is you experienced at a restaurant. Did you enjoy it? Did you like the service? Did you like the bottle that, that you received? Did you like the drink? Was the bartender cool? Mm -hmm. uh, were you made to feel welcome? Mm -hmm. Because when we share and experience something around something as personal as a dining or cocktail experience, you know, generally there's more to it than just slamming down a drink. Right. Uh, otherwise we'd stay home. Yeah. Uh, so it's a social thing for sure. It's a, it's a social thing for sure. And for us, the message is not sharing drinks. It's really about sharing experiences. And uh, we have to have the right mix of influencers. Now in our case, influencers will be kind of gamified. Uh, if I send you five drinks and you have four to share, you'll know just enough about what to do with those drinks to know whether or not you qualify for another five. Right. And um, because, you know, you're pretty special when you're sharing with people. Yeah. When you get it, even a Starbucks gift card, you're really appreciative Yeah. Uh, of that. It never gets old. Yeah. Everyone, everyone wants to feel appreciated. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. No doubt about it. Um, and you know what I would recommend, I, I think, you know, you mentioned we wanted to leave somebody with some actionable stuff. Yeah, that's that's my next step. Let, 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 talk talk to, talk to the audience who who listen to the show, and most of these people are going to be uh, solopreneurs and salespeople, yeah. a lot of auto salespeople, a lot of insurance agents, a lot of not, a lot of real estate agents. So, someone who's not necessarily looking to represent a brand, but looking to connect with their Absolutely. tribe. How how can influencer marketing? How can how can they implement that in their life? Well, the first thing I'd want them to do is to recognize that they do have influencers in their life. Uh, so take that for granted. They do have them. Um, and their influencers don't have to have 4 million followers on a social network. Exactly. It's not about that. Yeah. What, um, what they need to first do is understand what problem they're solving. Uh, that may sound extremely basic, but a lot of solopreneurs I know haven't quite drilled down on what problem they're solving for somebody. And who they and, solve it for. And who they solve it for. Exactly. And once they understand the problem they're solving and who they solve it for, they then need to build a bit of an audience around the fact that they can solve that problem, right? Mm -hmm. So um, many times they have to, you know, some of the best hairdressers I know made their entire business around giving free haircuts. Yeah. And they increasingly increased the price as their audience grew, as their time became more precious, because the market will let us increase price if our time becomes more valuable, right? So right. Um, when I work with people, I ask them, what problem are you solving? Who are you solving it for? And then you build a buyer persona around who that person is. And that persona is very simply uh, a list of features that that individual is made up of. Mm -hmm. Are they 35 to 50? Are they female? Are they male? Are they uh, in town, out of town? 
what business are they in? You know the drill, and most mm -hmm. people do. It's instinctively part of what they do to go out. I mean, nobody goes and just randomly tries to sell something. They generally know who it is they're trying to target. Right. What I would do on the influencer side is develop a strategy around who have been your best customers, who are the best customers of somebody you're competing with. Okay. And then I would get very proactive doing what you've seen me do. And that is find a way to lift those people up. Right. By interviewing them, focus grouping them, offering them your service for free one time around, if it's plausible, if mm -hmm. it fits or for uh, a discount in return for feedback, right. uh, survey them, uh, get very proactive around soliciting their opinion about mm -hmm. things. Uh, there's a great story and you may be familiar with it. When the guys at Airbnb started to revenue, they were working with the guys out at Y Combinator in San Francisco, the startup innovation. Yeah, yeah. And this applies to everybody's business. So, you may think Airbnb, that can't be me, but that's not the truth. Yeah. The guy at Y Combinator said, so you have all this data, you've gotten your start. Have you ever talked with anybody who hosts your guest? And they said, well, no, we really haven't. Well, where's all your activity? It's in New York, New York City. Yeah. The guy says, well, you need to go and visit with the host that you have on your platform in New York city and mm -hmm. suggest you get on a plane tomorrow. Right. Well, you and I probably know what I'm saying and that is go see the people, right? Right. Uh, if it's in your wherewithal to do so, go see the people. If you can't go see them, then pick up the phone and ask them, Hey, what is it about what we delivered that you liked? What, what is it you didn't like? And, how can I help your business and what can I do to feature you in a, in a content series I'm doing in an interview in whatever the case may be. I think the audience will respond no matter what your business is. Mm -hmm. If you lift others up. Right. Uh, and uh, you build your own influencers basically is what you do. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what I tell everyone. It, it ain't about you at the end of the day, it ain't about you. And if you do, you know, and, and Zig Ziglar, the, the, the world's greatest at this is you can get anything you want in life. If you help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. And, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean what you're selling is just helping them. And yeah. the, it'll, it'll come back around. Well, you know, and it does work. Uh, the unstuck series that you mentioned uh, with the conference, several of those people have now become friends, right? Uh, of mine are increasingly connected. I had breakfast with two of them last week. Wow. And, um, we are now advocates for each other's business because I took literally, Terry, you experienced it. It didn't take you 20 minutes to answer yeah. those questions. Not, not five minutes, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take me 10 minutes to edit the post and get it up. Right. And then share it. Yeah. Um, and LinkedIn's a perfect platform because you can belong to groups and then share on those groups and magnify the influence of the post. You don't have to have 5,000 connections on any platform to have some value to the person that you're helping feature. And uh, just like the old shampoo commercial, they tell two friends and they tell two friends yeah. and so yeah. on and so yeah. on.
Yeah, better watch out or we'll be drawing circles. <laughs> All right, Sherman, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me to explain influencer marketing. Like I said, that's why exactly why I'm doing this because sometimes I want to talk to people and this gives me a good excuse. And uh, absolutely, then, then you know, hopefully I can I can push you up. How can people get in touch with you? How can people find out more about you? Two two ways they can do so. I would really encourage everyone to go to sharedspirits.com. Uh, that's a simple opt-in site where they can add their name and uh, they'll be eligible for some future offers that we'll be making at Shared Spirits. Uh, the other site I would recommend they visit perhaps is Shared Spirits Marketing or ShermanMoore.com as well. SharedSpiritsMarketing.com or ShermanMoore.com and just reach out. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm everywhere. Google me. Like <laughs> you. I, love you. I love it. You don't get anything with Terry except Google me. That's right. You know? It's what it says on my business card. Google. I've got all my bad stuff buried about five pages deep. <laughs> I'm like I said, all my bad stuff happened before Google was around, so it's okay. <laughs> Sherman, thank you so much, buddy. Let's have breakfast real soon. Absolutely. So much for being on the show, Sherm. Be sure to check him out. Go over to his website. Check out Share.